welcome to this episode of HXGN Radio. I am Beth Keener-Dent. Today, we're starting a new three-part series of podcast episodes on cybersecurity. Operational technology, cybersecurity, the vital next step in digitalization. To help you understand the cyber threats faced by industrial companies around the world. This podcast series is created in partnership with Petroleum Economist and broadcasts on PE Live Podcast. The first episode is a conversation with Rita El Haj, Vice President of Sales, and Saeed M. Bilal, Director of OT Cybersecurity Consulting Services, both joining us from Hexagon's Asset Life Cycle Intelligence Division, and is hosted by Ian Sim, a regular contributor to Petroleum Economist. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to PE Live Podcasts. My name is Ian Sim. I'm a regular contributor to Petroleum Economist, and it brings me great pleasure to present a new three-part podcast series titled Operational Technology Cybersecurity, The Vital Next Step in Digitalization, brought to you in association with Hexagon. Oil and gas power and utilities, plants and facilities are often key national strategic assets. The digitalization of this critical infrastructure poses challenging questions around the relationship between data availability integrity and confidentiality, as well as safety concerns in an ever-changing operating environment. This episode is titled, Reducing the Risks of the Operational Technology Assets that Matter Most, and it is presented in association with Hexagon's Asset Lifecycle Intelligence Division. The second and third episodes in the series will follow in September and October, respectively. To navigate this fascinating and complex topic, I'm lucky to be joined today by Rida El Hajj, Vice President of Sales, and Saeed M. Bilal, Director of OT Cybersecurity Consulting Services, both of whom join us from Hexagon. Rida joined PAS, now part of Hexagon, in April 2014 and was responsible for sales management and business development for the Middle East. Since November 2021, He has been responsible for OT cybersecurity and strategic initiatives in the Middle East. Rita has a deep knowledge of the Middle East and GCC process industry market, developed over almost 29 years in the sector. Syed heads up cybersecurity consulting within Hexagon's Asset Lifecycle Intelligence Division. He has more than 15 years of experience in industrial control systems and operational technology, spanning industrial automation, SCADA, control, and safety systems applications used in critical infrastructure. Thank you both for joining me. To kick off this podcast, Rita, I'd like to come to you first. Hey, Ian. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so firstly, can I, I'd like to ask you, as, as new digitalization technologies are introduced, are we effectively assessing cybersecurity and process safety risk? Sure. As new digitalization technologies are introduced, uh, Ian, uh, we are seeing an expansion in process safety and cybersecurity risk due to the expanded surface attack. Um, Effectively, assessing the newly, the new industrial landscape begins with a risk uh, assessment. As new interconnectivity, digitalization, automatic control system, and other technology advances are introduced. So the right approach will be uh, identifying the risks that are introduced as part of digitalization, uh, reducing them to an acceptable level. Risk management is a continuous process, as you know. 
Every time you make a change, it requires a risk assessment for either asset segment or OT network. Moreover, talking about cybersecurity, implementing patches, network segmentation are also changes. It is recommended to do risk assessment after cybersecurity measures are implemented to evaluate the effectiveness in risk reduction. I hope I answer your question, Ian. Absolutely, absolutely. It seems like a moving target. Thank you very much, Rita. Sayed, I'd like to bring you in here. Um, we're talking Hi, about this. Hi there, how are you doing? Good, good. Good, good. Um, Said, what lessons can be learned from IT cybersecurity efforts? Uh, should we be approaching OT cybersecurity with the same mindset or should we be a, a, applying a new, a new way of thinking towards it? Uh, well, in short, uh, you know, IT deals with information and OT or operational technology deals with physical processes and machinery. So ultimately, the goal of operational technology is to ensure safe, reliable and profitable production. What you're seeing is several challenges to that effect. Industrial organizations are at, at a critical stage. This tremendous increased desire and to be frank, you know, in fact, pressure to drive digital transformation to run the plant more efficiently. So as we introduce new technologies, you know, into the OT network, we increase connectivity for activities such as moving data from lower levels of IEC 62443 Purdue model to the corporate level or a cloud for analysis. Now that we have IoT connectivity, as a result, we're seeing an expanding attack surface, uh, like it is mentioned by Rida as well. So the malicious actors or hackers are getting smarter about the industrial environment and control system. The attacks are getting more sophisticated. If I may take example of solar winds that used seven zip code to hide. We all know solar winds attack was not specifically tar targeting critical infrastructure. However, it provided a playbook that can be used by other malicious hackers to inject code into operational technology. On the top of that, there are other toolkits such as Pipe Dream that can be used to exploit operational technology. At the same time, we find that operational technology network has other challenges such as incomplete asset inventory, human error, and inadequate management of change, meaning changes that took place without effective procedure and documentation. So if you do not have good management of change and documentation, it really becomes difficult to identify what is an authorized change and what change actually happened or maybe occurred by attackers or hacker. I hope I answered your question. Thank you. Uh, ab absolutely. And just to, to kind of follow up on that, if, if we're facing such an, a changing environment, how, how can OT assets uh, sorry, attacks on OT assets be detected. How, how, what's the the first the first sign of these attacks? Yeah. Again, thanks for uh, this question. You know, it is really important to detect the attack at an early stage. As the attack progresses, you know, it often causes more damage. So there are IT tools implemented in the OT network, such as network or host intrusion detection or prevention systems that can detect attack or intrusions. However, understanding that OT network communication and packets are different from the IT world, the number of false positives is quite high. So in my opinion, the most effective approach will be knowing the OT network.
No one knows the OT network better than its user, the automation user, the safety system users, and engineers. So for example, if you see cursors are automatically moving on the operator's graphics. If you notice the network device loading is more than 90%, that was never above 40%. If the automation engineer who is not present at site logs in at 3 o'clock in the morning, if pump pressure or temperature are reaching above high limit or high high limit and alarms are suppressed, operators are not getting alarms. These are signs that something is wrong. The right approach will be continuously looking for abnormal behavior of OT network and calling the investigation team when an abnormality is noticed. Thank you. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Said. So we're, we're looking out for abnormal behavior you're looking out for these outliers compared to your your regular statistics fantastic um rita can i come back to you here sure um, Go ahead. great uh, so if security procedures and protocols are implemented what impact are these going to have on our digitalization and process safety efforts frankly speaking implementing security procedures and protocols may restrict some of the exposure for example the firewalls ports may be open two hours instead of 24. Password may not be shared, and operators may have their own complex, different passwords. These practices may be considered detrimental to digitalization and process safety, as some may argue that the benefit of the digitalization and connectivity are not 100% gained from not opening the firewall ports at all times. Moreover, um, having Complex password may cause delay in logging into critical safety workstations. On the other hand, if, cyber, if these cybersecurity good practices are not followed, attackers may exploit the exposure and break into the network and target the safety system that are the last line of defense. Security procedures and protocols should always be considered. The goal is to protect critical infrastructure from cyber attackers to Im and improve business continuity and sustainability. The key to effective implementation of any cyber security measures is proper training of personnel. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Um, so presumably the, the starting point in this entire process is mindset so that people are engaged and, and willing to take perhaps as you as you say a little a little longer to to log in a little longer to start up and 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 um, make sure that they're implementing the correct correct safety protocols from the from the beginning absolutely awareness like we do operational awareness personal awareness and training is key here okay fantastic Syed, I'm going to come back to you here um, when when we're implementing new security measures around process safety what would you say are the major implications for cybersecurity and digitalization efforts? I, I, I mean, I, I cover the oil and gas industry predominantly, but also renewables and, and, and energy more broadly. People talk about digitalization a lot, and, and it's a very broad term that, that I think has been, has been turned into something that not many people know what it actually is. So maybe you can say here what, what actual uh, security um, the implications are of, of, of implementing this process safety. Thanks, Ian. I mean, I really like the question. And I liked uh, what uh, Rita said. Safety systems are actually, you know, the last line of defense. So as the business uh, benefits from digitalization, interconnections, etc., 
cyber security must be part of this transformation interconnectivity has benefits but not at the cost of compromising good or best cyber security practices so all the best cybersecurity practices such as uh, network segmentation inventory management vulnerability management change management you know etc must be applied to protect the safety system which is again like rida said the last line of defense considering the criticality of safety system i would avoid all kind of cyber risk however when or if it is not really possible to avoid the cyber risk due to uh, digitalization or connectivity uh, or you know getting the 100% uh, uh, or running the plant 100% efficiently uh, then i would go for alternative controls you know alternative controls must be implemented to reduce the risk or to ensure the cyber risk is at least you know below the acceptable level so in case someone exploit them uh at least you know uh we can afford uh the loss thank you okay so here we're kind of we're going to the the point of um the cost of of progress i suppose we're we're looking at you know the, when we when we um implement more and more interconnectivity between our between assets and, and operations the risks therefore grow or is that correct in, in am i correct in thinking that absolutely that's correct okay so it's the 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 the, the counter to the, the the progress that we're seeking to make uh said i'm going to stick with you here um because we want to touch on the principle of least privilege which states that a subject should be given only the privileges that it needs to c- complete its task. I think this kind of this ties really nicely to the, to the last question because as we're talking about expanding um uh, portfolios and and everything else we we're we're going to be adding new assets. Uh how has this how well has this been accounted for in in digitalization so far as to date um as a as an industry. Right. Uh, frankly speaking, you know in some cases it is possible and in some other cases it is not possible so uh, i'm talking about principle of least privilege here so let me uh, give you examples it is possible if the subject is a human access to the files and folders can be restricted based on his or her job responsibilities for example i can ensure the safety system engineer does not have access to configure industrial dmz firewall similarly the network security engineer should not be able to log into the safety system or change the mode to program mode but unlike it you know ot has lower level of ic6243 assets where everything is interconnected for example the sensor communicates with spi smart plant instrumentation dcs distributed control system ams asset management solutions and the control systems communicates with the data historian so it is very difficult to limit the access of the object which is the sensor in this case so we may apply the principle of least privilege at a higher levels such as ic6243 level 3.5 or 3 however at lower level such as ic6243 level 1 or 2 we need to apply alternative best practices or controls and they are change management validating backups um 
I can think of using automated tools to validate data integrity and control strategies. Great, thank you, Saeed. So we're really, again, looking at a behavioral change uh, to, to ensure that um, the, the security is maximized throughout, throughout processes and throughout operations. Um, Rita, I'd like to come, come to you on a kind of broader, um, maybe industry-wide question. Um, to, to kind of round things out a bit. Um, everyone's been hit by uh, high utilities prices, which more or less relate to uh, commodity price rises and supply concerns. However, the, the, the opposite end of that is that uh, investors are, are, are feeling greater confidence about investing in the market. Uh, with, with the energy industry attracting so much more investment and M&A, potentially on the rise or probably already is on the rise how easily can can newly acquired assets be integrated uh, into our portfolios to maintain protection across those portfolios really if, if we're if we're looking at new plants new um, new production facilities new generation facilities how, how easily can we can we uh, uh, knit these in with our existing uh, uh, infrastructure. Well, thank you, Ian, for the question. I think, um, you know, I agree with you. The market is uh, really, uh, the M&A is really uh, appears on the uh, rise uh, for acquisitions and uh, mergers. Um, but this is really the challenge. It's, this is a real challenge. Uh, as a security manager, imagine overnight you now have a responsibility to secure an entirely new network that was acquired, you know, recently. This is a real challenge. And um, to ease this burden, having an inventory management solution in place that can scale to the newly acquired network is important in this context. This will give you baseline visibility into the new assets and vulnerabilities identified. From there, you will have data and insights needed to build a roadmap to lower risk and maintain business sustainability and business resilience. Fantastic. I hope I answer Thank your question. It's really yeah, ab absolutely, Rita. It sounds like the key the key point is in this in this juncture. Yeah, it's wow. having the right tools, right inventory uh, solutions, management solution. In this case, is the key. So it's easy for you to really um, get on board the newly acquired assets and un understand their um, vulnerabilities and do, do the right decisions uh, to lower those risks. So. Perfect, so providing, providing management with the tools to make the decisions to, to keep, keep your assets secure, I guess, is the, is the starting point for it all as we, as we look at uh, uh, expanding uh, expanding ever outwards for with our businesses absolutely absolutely it's about having the right tools and uh, to give the right information to the right people in the right time yes and make right decisions fantastic fantastic gents do you do you have anything else that you would like to to add at this juncture i mean Syed, would you like to to come in on on that point as well uh yeah i mean um as a final statement, you know, if uh, I were to leave you with one final thought, you know, I would say 
the foundation of any operational technology security program starts with the uh, inventory management and visibility so for security managers you know this will give um, a view into what areas of network must be addressed first so we have experienced this with the uh, different end users and critical infrastructures so um, definitely this will help uh, to prioritize time and resources for uh, the biggest risk reduction so i'll i'll leave with that statement Thank you very much for your for your contributions, both of you gents, uh, and and thanks also to our listeners for joining in in for for this episode for PE Live podcast series, operational technology, cybersecurity, the vital next step in digitalization, and we're very proud to present this in association with Hexagon. Thanks again. 